Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Inside Athletic Podcast. It's a beautiful Saturday morning as we wait impatiently for the Lions to play their third game of the season. They'll be at Valedos today facing off with Celta de Vigo. It's going to be a difficult game, a challenging game, as the Lions try to pick up their first victory of the season. Coming off of that really good and impressive performance against Barcelona, they're hoping to get that victory, add three points, and start moving up the table. And we're going to talk about it, but I thought there's probably some other important things for us to touch on before we talk about this game. And I want to start, actually, with two players that are on loan from Athletic right now. That, of course, being Inigo Vicente and Imanol, who are both playing for Mirandes in the Segunda this year. And looking at these two players, it's it's clear that either of them could have a future in the first team. I've been saying for about two years now that I think Imanol is the natural successor to take over for Yuri Bacice whenever he is ready to hang up the boots or move on or age starts creeping up on him. And getting the opportunity to play in the Segunda this season, I think, is fantastic for Imanol. And two games with Miranda so far, he looks outstanding. He looks like we thought he would look. Taking the most of this opportunity utilizing these minutes to show just what he can be. His defensive positioning is great. He's not the most physical player, but he's quick. He reads the game well. When he goes forward, he can pass the ball. He can shoot. He can he can dribble. He can cross it in. He does everything well. He just needs to get that experience. And I think with Mikel Balenciaga being on the final season of his contract, I think the natural thing is for Imanol to come into the first team next year back up Yuri Berchiche and maybe even take over the season following that or, or maybe another year down the road. But over the weekend, he and Inigo Vicente were both in action starting for Mirandes, and both of them scored. Imanol's goal came uh, from a corner to make it 2-0. Uh, Inigo actually opened up the scoring with a beautiful uh, cross that was sent to him uh, to the left when he, he stopped the ball at the top of the box. Beautiful touch there to settle. Uh, took a one or two dribbles and then just smashed it past the goalkeeper. The, the shot was amazing, but what led up to it, the, the way that he just trapped that ball, settled it, one touch, put it up where he needed it to be uh, to then attack and, and take that shot, that was what was truly elite about that play. And we've seen Inigo do this in the Segunda a couple of times now. The, the worrying thing is that we haven't really seen him showcase that much when he's in preseason with the first team. But if he keeps doing this, even at the Segunda level, this being his second year with Mirandes on loan, you have to look at him and try to figure out a way to put him in the first team. I, I think Imanol is destined for first team uh, minutes in some capacity. Inigo still has to compete against some other players. We have, you know, Nico Serrano, Nico Williams, Icon Munayin, Alex Berenguer. There's not really a lot of opportunity for him to go in there and get heavy minutes, whereas I think Imanol could naturally be the backup left back next season. So Inigo's got a little bit more to prove there, but both of them are looking really stunning so far this season, and that's what you want to see with these two players on loan. Definitely two players to keep an eye on as the season progresses. So hats off to them. Incredible performance from both. Great start to the season. But let's talk about the first team, the players who are currently at the club as Athletic are getting ready for this match against Celta. Some some good news, bad news this week, as we heard that Yarai had another flare-up with the tendonitis in his knee. This is his second flare-up in about a month, month and a half. Having this flare-up twice is very concerning. Uh, when you see Athletic release a medical report and not even mention anything about a probable comeback date or time of recovery, 
that's when you have to think that there might be more to this than we think. And so the club are sending him to a specialist, which should not be surprising. That's a good thing. But we really don't know how long Yerai is going to be out. It's it's looking more and more like this might be a significant amount of time. How long significant is, I don't know. This is just what I'm hearing from sources and what other sources are reporting that he might be out for a while here. It's not going to be a, a quick recovery. Luckily for Athletic, they do have two other center backs who can feature in that role. Danny Vivian, who started the first two games, and Una Nunez, who we're all familiar with at this point. Which brings up some more interesting, uh, maybe not surprising news about Una Nunez, who, by all accounts and purposes, expected to be the, the third choice center back this season, but has been overtaken by Danny Vivian from their performances in the preseason and looks almost certain that Danny's going to be the, the third guy moving forward and Una Nunez is going to be that fourth option, which he's probably not happy about, especially after he decided to sign a new contract and leave out a release clause. We heard a couple of days ago that Granada uh, have shown some pretty intense interest in signing Una Nunez. Um, their, their center back, Domingo Stuarte, looks like he's probably heading to Tottenham. And if he does, Granada will have some money to spend and have identified Una Nunez as their top choice to come in and replace him in the back line. And really, this is not a surprise because we've all seen the type of player that Una Nunez is. He's played on the international level. He'd be a great player for Granada uh, to replace Duarte. But Athletic aren't going to want to part with Una Nunez. He's a very good player. You don't want to lose him because right now with Uriah out, you're one more injury away from being on thin ice. And while you do have someone like Peru Nolascoin or Aitor Paredes, even someone like Alex Pecho Roman, who can play center back, you don't want to be in that position where you're having to rely on them. So right now, Athletic probably have no plans of parting with Una Nunez. The sources that I've heard have pretty much said that they see no reason why they would ever want to part with him right now. I think the only thing that could change the situation is if Unai were to go to the club and say that he wants to leave and request it. And I think Athletic at that point would probably have some conversations about that. Uh, but as, as far as if Una Nunez were to leave, and that's a big if, I think if he left, it would be on an actual transfer. Athletic would be dumb, for lack of a better word there, to send him on loan to a direct rival who are going to be competing for Europe and not get anything in return. If, if they were going to send him somewhere, they would probably try to sell him for a fee, and, and that would probably be the right decision there to get something back. If you do think that Danny Vivian is that third choice and that Una Nunez is more of a depth player there, which, talk about depth, I don't know if any club in Spain, maybe even in the world right now, I don't know if anyone has the center back depth that Athletic do right now. But again, I, I, from the conversations I've had, the, the people I've spoken to, the reports that are out there, there's nothing to suggest that Athletic are interested in parting ways with Una Nunez. But again, whether or not he feels differently could maybe affect the club. Uh, but with only a couple days left in the transfer window before it closes, I, I'm not expecting anything to happen. And also, we would have to assume there that Yorai's injury probably has a little bit to do with that as well. Along with that, Marcelino talked to the press on Friday in anticipation in the build-up, the pregame presser, 
for this match against uh, Celta. And he had a couple of interesting things to say. He did touch on Una Nunez and said that right now he's just trying to make the best decision he can as a coach. And he's impressed with Unai. He's happy with him. And uh, even went as far to say that he has the same opportunities to play as everyone else. Um, he's just got to take advantage of that and go in. But did mention that Danny Vivian came on strong during the preseason and has earned the minutes that, he, that he's played so far. But Marcelino didn't make it sound like there's any plans or interests in off-selling or off-shooting or getting rid of, of Una Nunez. So I wouldn't expect anything there. Uh, he did give some information uh, that I found a little bit interesting on Julian Aguirre-Zabala, who has started the first two games and will probably not start against Celta with Unai Simón back in the team. But he did travel over Joaquín Esquieta. And Marcelino said that Julian has you know, first proven himself that he can be trusted in this position, um, but did say that when he's not playing for Athletic, when he's not going to be in that starting role, then the plan and the idea is for him to be playing with Bilbao Athletic. So it looks like Joaquin Esquiete is going to be staying, at least for now, as that backup goalkeeper to travel with the team. But if something were to happen to Unai Simon, it looks like then Julian would be called up to start and Esquiete would still be on the bench. So I'm, I'm sure uh, Joaquin Esquiete is probably not happy about that. Uh, it does say a lot about Julian there that the club sees a lot in him, but also they want to give him opportunities um, by letting him play with Bilbao Athletic. However, it, it does open up some questions. Would it be better for him to maybe go out on loan and play every week at a higher level? Or would it be better for him to you know stay with Bilbao Athletic and play there and then be available to the first team when needed? Uh, it's a checks and minuses, a risk versus reward type of thing. But uh, it's it's clear that Marcelino has plans for Jonah Guerrero and I think that also kind of spells doom for Esquieta, who's probably going to be on his way out of the club sooner rather than later. Um, but for this match against Celta, uh, Aguirre did travel with the team, even though it looks like Simon is going to be starting. Aguirre will be there, and, and I don't think that it's a done deal yet that Simon is starting. I think we all make that assumption, but. I don't know if Marcelino has made a decision yet. He's probably going to wait until the last second just to see how Simon is doing, how he's looking before he puts him back into the lineup there. So with all that being covered, let, let's let's talk about this Celta game because this is going to be a difficult one. Uh, two clubs who both really need a victory to make a jump up the table and, and build on some recent performances. Uh, Athletics opening match against Elche, we all saw it and we all probably wish we didn't see it. Not their best performance. Did come away with one point on the road, so I guess you can be satisfied with that result. But the match against Barcelona last weekend, one of the best games the team has played under Marcelino to date. Uh, the pressing was phenomenal. The passing was great. You know, We covered it in the last podcast. Athletic played a very good game. They deserved three points. Only managed to come away with one, and, and you can be happy about that. But now comes the moment of truth. Will Athletic build on that and get a victory here? Or will they kind of fall back into their usual ways? This is, even though we're, we're we're three games into the season, this is an important match that can be a fork in the road, so to speak. Athletic are going to go one of two ways in this game. They're either going to win and build on what they did against Barcelona, or they're not. And other matches are going to follow the same suit. So this is where Athletic have to come in and make a statement and start adding some points. I mean, this is... 
as as much of a much win game as you can have three games into the season. Uh, the the problem here though is that Celta are also looking to add some points, and I agree with Marcelino who who talked up the Celta team. I think they're a little underrated. They haven't done that well over the last couple of years, but I think Celta are dangerous. When you have Iago Aspas, you're always going to be dangerous, but they have some other good players too. They're well coached and they're at home. And I don't know if I've said this publicly yet, but I really do think that playing games at home is going to be far more beneficial this year than ever before. With with fans having not been at the stadiums, I think the teams playing at home are going to have even better performances for the most part this year. So I think that makes Celta even more dangerous. And I think partly that's what happened to Athletic against Elche. They were playing in front of their fans for the first time in over a year, and that gave them a boost to play a good game and maybe affected Athletic a little bit. And we saw what the fans did at San Mamés, which they always do, but they they really pushed Athletic to take Barcelona to the brink there. So uh, Bailedos with fans back in it, it's it's going to be a war for Athletic. There, there's no way that the Lions are going to walk into this game and just walk away with an an easy win. They're going to have to fight for everything here. Would not be surprised if this is another draw, but a win would be massive for Athletic. And so, as far as the team is concerned, I'm not expecting too many changes from Marcelino. Pretty much the same thing we've seen from the first two games. I would say the the two changes would be in goal with Unai Simon coming back from his break. And then the right-back position. Uh, Oscar DeMarco started the first game of the year, uh, got injured. Then he was on the bench against uh, Barcelona with Inigo Leque starting. And Marcelino kind of hinted at the fact that Oscar DeMarcos was only on the bench in case he was absolutely needed. He's still dealing with that muscle injury. And he was left out of the squad uh, to travel to Celta Vigo with Marcelino saying that he's still dealing with that muscle injury. So... At right back, we could have Ander Capa, who's making his return from injury. We could have the newcomer Alex Pecho-Roman, who's making his return from injury. Or maybe Inigo Leque starts there again. He played very well against Barcelona. This is a big question mark, to be honest. I, I can look at this team and, and pretty much say with 99% certainty who I think is going to be starting where. But that right back position raises some eyebrows. The, the natural choice would be Ander Capa, if he's fully healthy, to be there. But... Marcelino has shown a lot of favoritism to Pecho Roman, and I think that his preseason, his coming to the team, might even spell the end of Ander Capa, who is out of contract at the end of the season. I think at this point, Capa is not going to be offered a renewal and, and or maybe not sign one unless he's able to earn his rollback because last year under Marcelino, he lost that starting spot to, uh, to uh, Oscar De Marcos. So I don't know if he would be the starter in this game. Maybe it is Pecha Roman, and maybe the plan moving forward is for uh, for Pecha to become that right back of the future. And so if this is a game where Andacapa starts, he's got to treat it as an opportunity to prove that he deserves uh, the, the, the renewal that he's looking for and the minutes that he's hoping for as well. So maybe even Inigo Leque starts here after how he played against Barcelona and the fact that uh, Kappa and Pecha are both coming back from injuries. I really do not know. My gut tells me that Pecha Roman is going to start this game. I don't know why. It's just a gut thing. Um, but if I had to bet on it, I would say under Kappa starts. But apart from that, everything else should be the same. Danny Vivian and uh, Inigo Martinez in at center back. Mikael Balenciaga at left back, which uh, a little quick aside here. Yuri Berchiche was back at La Sama doing some running exercises earlier this week. 
Uh, he's still got a ways to go before he can return from his surgery, looking like he's going to be back maybe the middle of October. But being able to run at La Samas is, is definitely a good thing there. But uh, while he's still out, uh, Balenciaga will be starting at left back. In the midfield, Una Vincedor, Dani Garcia, Iker Munayin, and Alex Berenguer out wide. And then we'll have Oyan Sunset up top with Iñaki Williams. Maybe Raul Garcia comes in for Oyan Sunset in this game. But the way that Marcelino has been talking about Sunset and uh, the role that he's had to start the season, I don't expect Raul Garcia to be in the lineup. I think he's going to stay on the bench for right now, and maybe that's the right decision. Because Oyan Sunset has probably been the best player for this team to start the season. So we'll see what he can do there. Uh, the, the the issue that Athletic have to watch out for here with, with Celta is they have a knack for scoring goals really out of nowhere. They can create chances, but... Athletics' previous games against Celta over the last couple of years have been really difficult for the fact that goals just seem to come out of nowhere. And so this is a game where Athletic are going to have to be on their P's and Q's and playing their best possible defensive game. You cannot make mistakes against Celta, especially at Valedos. So Athletic, to, to, to keep a clean sheet, they're going to have to play very, very well. But to score a goal... They're going to have to play very well also because we know this team just struggles to score. There's not a, a true out-and-out striker that can just put those chances in the back of the net. Uh, Inyaki needs to be dangerous like he was against Barcelona. If Sunset gets a chance, he's got to put it on target. And so I don't, I don't think Athletic are going to have many chances in this game. It's what they do with those chances that are going to decide if the Lions come away with three points, one point, or, oh my goodness, zero points, which would be terrible from this game. Whatever it is, Athletic have to to get something and, and, and three points by far would be the best option there because that kind of puts them upper mid-table and um, able to start looking at that top seven and solidifying their, their place in the race for that three games into the season. But not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination. You just want to see this team build on what they did against Barcelona. We saw Marcelino talk about that. We saw... Um, Danny Garcia talk about it. Athletic have to, have to, have to build and use that Barcelona game as a runway to take off. So Celta are the, the enemy. They're, they're the rival for this game. They're not going to give anything easy away. It's on Athletic to go in. I, I think most would probably say that Athletic are the better team on paper. I I, I would say that. I, I think it's a little bit closer than than some people would want to admit. But the, the big battles here are going to be uh, in the midfield. How does Danny Garcia and Unai Vincedor control that midfield? And then how does Inyaki attack that back line? Celta are not the strongest defensive team. Uh, they do lack a little bit of pace. Can Inyaki ins- exploit that? Can Oyan Sunset drop between those lines and pick up the ball in dangerous areas? That's what it's going to come down to. Can Athletic control the midfield and, and, and limit Celta's chances? And can they finish their own chances? If they do, they win this game. If they don't, we've seen that story several, several times. We've, we've read that chapter over and over again. So a lot of important things coming through here. And we're hoping today comes out with three points. And I thought it can take that in the bag back to Bilbao. Be happy with it and start moving up that table. But we'll be back after the weekend to talk about this game. What happened? <laughs> what the outcome is, how the players perform. You know, we'll give our man of the match award out right now. Oyan Sunset is the only one to have gotten a man of the match award so far. So we'll see how 
this shakes out. If, if Inyaki Williams gets the man of the match for this, you know Athletic won. You know they did something well. So we'll be back to talk about it. Looking forward to it. But for now, hours away. Athletic versus Celta. Abaledos, three points on the line. Athletic desperately need a win. Let's see if they can do it. This has been James. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Inside Athletic Podcast. Opa! Opa!